You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Dr. Sarah Spowart is well known for her compassionate-based practice, as well as for her precise mindfulness in her everyday life. As a highly regarded professional, she infuses moment-to-moment awareness as she includes the vital emotions of happiness, serenity, and love. Here is the holistic emotional system that you've been waiting for. Here's Dr. Sarah. Hello, this is Dr. Sarah Spoward from the Happiness Learn Show. So today I wanted to talk to you about um, the victim stage in my book, You Are Love. Um, Specifically looking at the idea of what you really want and why you want it. So I have found that the insights I've had and explore in the book are not only essential for my happiness, but also for attracting and manifesting in my life. Essentially, it's been a journey of discovery from the small eye of me to the big eye, and it's ever unfolding experience. And when I say the big eye, I'll explain more with later stages, but right now I'm just going to focus on the small eye which is the focus on really the self and just your small perspective as you or limited perspective as as you when you're focused and see yourself as just you. Um, So one of the early sections of my book talks about a stage of understanding that I refer to as the victim stage. I call it because I call it this Um, because in this stage, you can feel that you are limited and a victim to the small I experience. So almost you could say a victim of yourself, um, and your own patterns and cycles that you're unconscious of, or maybe conscious of, and don't know how to get out of. So in this stage, I compare it to being like, imagine, um, if it was possible to be in a snow globe. And it's all shaken up and with the fake snow and you can't see out of it because it's totally, it's, it's covered. So you can't see clearly out. You're trapped in your own world and perspective at that point. Unable to see beyond it, even if you're trying to. And probably not even realizing you're stuck in your own world and perspective. So I kind of liken the victim stage a bit to that, being stuck in our our own kind of metaphoric snow globe that we can't see clearly. And when you're trying to look ahead, really what you're seeing is back at you is reflections of things you're experiencing in yourself. Um, There's a phrase projection, which I hear all the time left and right working in therapy. And essentially what that means is what you see going on around you, like if let's say you think someone's really angry, like you think a bunch of people are angry, everyone's angry. Well, with projection, it could actually be that you are angry, you have challenges with anger, and you're projecting it onto someone. So with the small I stage or the victim stage, I would say it's that you are projecting more or less a lot of your life experiences um and it's it's hard to see clearly and it creates a situation where you're almost like self-reinforcing things and it's hard to get out of because you can't you can't see clearly to break free of it 
Uh, worse than that, in this part or in this stage, we tend to attract and be stuck with similar circumstances, um, places and people that are much of the time also living in a cyclical way. And we don't even really understand or know it. So for example, we might wonder why in the world are we repeating similar things over and over? Why are there narcissists in our lives? Um, why are we in abusive relationships? Why do we always feel like the victim or never have enough? Why are we active and struggle with depression, anxiety, shame, or anger repeatedly? I mean, whatever. <laughs> you can take any sort of thing. It's more like why does something keep showing up in your world? Um and there can be a lot of reasons for that, but if it has to do, it is worth looking at, okay, am I looking at life through the small eye perspective or bigger than that? And I'll talk about that more. But when we are in the small eye perspective, we are in the victim stage and as I call it, and we can't see that there's more. We're just reacting to a lot of things around us repeating cycles, um, we tending to grab onto what might seem most pleasurable to us, push away pain or discomfort, and get more and more of what we think we want um, or need. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, I don't say animalistic, but it's more <clears throat> a bit reactive type of living. And you don't even know you're reactive because it could be that you do a lot of planning to try to get what you're wanting. But it's reactive because you're reacting to whatever you think is going to cause the most pleasure, reduce the most pain. Um, and what happens is we become a victim to ourselves, basically, to our the pain, the fear, the desire, um, the grasping for things. It's this energy, this push-pull cyclical type of existence that is painful. Um and you might think, well, I'm just, you know, it's good though to be having goals. It is good to have goals, but it's beyond that. It's almost like not understanding there's more to life and that actually you're kind of, um, a vic you're limiting what you could create in your life actually with this, with this way of doing it through the small eye. So even if you attain or achieve the thing you're wanting, or push away and escape the thing you're not wanting. There is always a fear of the next thing coming. Or of maybe losing what you have. Or some new undesirable thing coming in. Basically the pain never ends. It's like a cyclical torture chamber. I mean that's a little bit of exaggeration for, for some people. But you don't even know you're in it. Because you keep chasing after or pushing away the next thing and the next and the next after that without end. It's an eternal loop of chasing and pushing and pulling that you don't even know what you're in. I've heard it said that the worst kind of hell is the one you don't know you're in. And also, any distance from heaven is hell. I would say that that's true with both of these. So you might think... Um, well, I am a victim. I have gone through hard things. And I'm not discounting that. Um, I'm using victim here in the sense of us hurting ourselves with our perception and lens of the world. the the And shifting to a different perspective. 
Um, but that being said, you know, perpetrators of violence, perpetrators like narcissists, um, perpetrators of, of abusive behavior, they are also actually stuck in this stage. I'd say they're, they're more deeply stuck probably um, because they are trying to get power and control, pleasure, avoid pain, but they do it through maybe terrible things, maybe um, really un like terrible behaviors. So they're also in it, um, but they lack or have poor levels of empathy. And so are only considering themselves. So they're, they're pretty deeply in the small eye perspective and they need an ongoing supply of attention, love, money, or whatever to feel okay. So in a sense, they are victims in this stage and more stuck than others. They are more deeply victims of themselves, um, keeping themselves trapped in this stage. So I'll talk about getting out of this stage and um, uh, there's four stages altogether uh, that I talk about in my book. Um, the next stage is the giving stage. I labeled it. Uh, and this I think is actually, I would argue maybe the most liberating out of the four in the sense that it's like, you're waking up from this very small perspective and you're waking up to something much bigger around you. But I'll get into that later. Um, so some important points, the more empathy you have, the more likely you're able to get out of the victim stage and wake up to realize that there is more than just you. And the focus on the small eye serves a purpose to an extent, but ultimately it is the source of great never ending um, suffering. So our societal ideas with kind of extreme individualism and it's all about you getting everything you want. Well, <laughs> uh, what I can tell you from my direct experience is actually it is not the key to happiness uh, and is not the key to manifesting a life that's actually best for you. Uh, opening ourselves up to something more than just just focusing on our small perspective um, is, I'd say, the key. Seeing beyond ourselves. So how do we get out of the victim stage? Well, what I've seen and experienced is people seem to have to hit some sort of rock bottom. It's like being addicted to your ego or addicted to focusing on yourself and this push-pull, you know, grabbing for pleasure pushing against pain. Um, what does this rock bottom look like? I mean, essentially you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. This can never happen again. This, I have to do something different. I don't have any choice. Um, but it can be different for everyone. And I've, I've seen many rock bottoms with clients that take some very interesting, uh, twists and turns. I've had clients that are very successful in a lot of ways, you know, conventionally successful, and their rock bottom was that they had everything they possibly wanted and way more. And they felt empty, like was meaningless. They didn't know who they were. Just this sort of numbness. Like it just, it, they were lost uh, on the outside. It didn't seem that way. But actually they really, they hit a rock bottom because they're like, I can't do this. I have to, I have to get past this. Um 
other rock bottoms I've seen is just people literally feeling tortured because they can't be in a relationship with a certain certain person or get a certain job or um, they can't achieve the thing that they feel they must have. And it tortures them or they have the thing they want and then they're tortured because they're afraid of losing it. Um, the fear. <laughs> so people getting to the point where their torture is so bad that they can't take it anymore. Um, it's either the emptiness, uh, the issues with their, you know, not having the relationship, having the relationship, whatever it is. They get to a point where they have to break through to something different because it just, it becomes intolerable. Even to the point where I've seen people have things like mental, um, I guess you could say mental breakdown, but um, panic attacks, severe depression, uh, physical health issues. I mean, it takes serious forms as well. Very destructive, self-destructive behavior, impulsive behavior. Um. Okay, so why is this happening? Well, the piece of attaining something when we're in the small I state does not normally last that long. It's kind of like an artificial piece. Um, but when we are in a state of peace and love more expansively, we're not just worried about ourselves. It is easier to manifest, create, and attract what is uplifting, constructive, and creative in our life. So when we're in the small I victim stage, we tend to create and react out of cycles of fear and feeling fragile and wanting to feel empowered. Um, one way of putting it, you know, I, I'll never forget. Um, it was years ago now, but I've always loved to volunteer and give. And it's just, I don't know, the way I'm wired. Like, I guess when I was five, I gave away all my Barbies or something. I mean, I just, I wasn't afraid of not having Barbies, enough Barbies. for I wasn't afraid because it brought me joy to give to others. So I just kind of came out this way. But I remember, I think there was someone I was trying to talk to about volunteering or giving back. And they said, you have to make sure every you have everything together for yourself first. You're totally good. You're totally secure. Your life is good. And then you can start to give back. And we're thinking, well, that doesn't make sense because I don't know anybody that feels that they're totally good and everything's together. And, you know, they have, they're, they're, they've made it. And if they do, it's only temporary. Um, I, I genuinely feel that way. Maybe in the outside they say it, but um, I remember thinking, well, what if you're just in a state that you're, you're good at, you can give something, just give something. Um, and then maybe you will feel better. Like, let's say you feel like you don't have enough money. Um, and so you donate a dollar. Well, oddly enough, that can actually make you feel better in the sense that you, you had enough to give a dollar. So that actually challenges the story, the narrative that you don't have enough money. When you give, it challenges the narrative and the clinging to the small eye. It challenges the victim stage. Um, so that'll be something I talk about more next time. But the victim stage is a trap. I think it is the hardest of the four stages. Um, 
the next stage is the giving stage. The stage after that, I um, call the shifting stage. And then after that, I call it the infinite stage. But it's the hardest out of the four. And I would argue a lot of people are probably in it because there's this illusion that if I just attain the right thing, if I just push away the right stuff, I will be fine. I'll make it off peace. And it's an illusion. It's like the carrot on the stick analogy. Um, you can't really ever get it. You can temporarily have some relief, but not long-term. Um, at least not that I've encountered or seen. Uh, maybe there's someone out there. And if, if there is, I'd love to hear from them. But so far, I have not encountered anything like that of the sort. Um. The other thing is when we start to give and we come out of the small I stage, because the small I is always like me, 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 I need more. Even if it's that I need, you know, my family to be doing this or people doing that, it's, it's I need this, I, I, I. And it's painful because we have limited power control. And whenever you are trying to defend and protect and attain, it kind of creates this anxious fear energy with the I. But when you're giving, when you're thinking beyond yourself, there's a natural kind of confidence with that. Ease, security. It's a shift. Um, and you feel less fearful. Okay, so to break out of the victim stage uh, is to break beyond the small I and feel more liberated. You could say it's to break beyond the ego, but I find the word ego to be confusing for a lot of people and kind of loaded. <laughs> so I'm going to say the small I. Uh, I like that term. And I think it makes sense if you think of the big I as... Uh, which I'll go into later as being more and more expansive view, a bird's eye view of more and more than yourself. So we can expand our understanding and see that there is more beyond just focusing on ourselves or possibly just close loved ones. We can start to see that the life force energy that exists inside of us exists in others too. And you can see beyond your own fear-driven focus. When you wake up that there are others too, it's not just you trying your snow globe perspective, you know, trying to get stuff so that you feel okay. It is a type of letting go and the beginning of freedom and a new type of flow out of the victim stage. So the underlying part of all of this, honestly, is love. And when I say love, I mean more like of an energy and it's sort of a creative force. It is a very powerful part of the law of attraction. And I talk about this in other episodes and in interviews I've done that love for things, generating more of a sense of love is the most powerful way to attract and create and manifest. Absolutely. Um, the victim stage or focusing on the small eye usually has more fear and anxiety um, and sort of momentary pleasure around it. Not so much genuine love. So when we can start to see beyond ourselves in immediate situations to bring in a sense of love, it helps you create a greater manifesting power. 
Love is creative and a powerful manifester, while fear is destructive, closed off, and keeps us stuck in cycles we don't know how to get ourselves out of. Fear shuts us down, closes us off, keeps us kind of stuck. I mean, fear has a place. In some situations, it can be beneficial to keep us safe, you know, if you're out at night or so like if you have no fear at all that that can also cause some issues but generally speaking i would argue we have way too much fear we have an abundance of fear um and not so much love and i i figured this out i can't it was a long time ago actually i think i was a kid and i kind of just figured it out on accident that i remember taking some hard classes i remember specifically it was like AP chemistry or something and some other AP class. I think it was like physics, but I remember, I remember it was hard. I remember being very confused being like, what am I doing in here? And, um, and I did fine, but I remember looking down, I had some nail polish I really liked. And I remember thinking, oh, okay. If I, I'm going to focus on my nails that I like and feeling happy focusing on this. And then I found that I could find things I felt happy about in the class. I could, I found, okay, well, what if I take this approach to focusing on, you know, my nails I like and apply that to something in the class? So like, what can I like in the chemistry class? What can I like in the physics class? Um, and focusing, I think that's what they were. And it was definitely, no, I think it was, yeah, it was both AP chemistry and, and physics, I'm pretty sure. But the point is, is that I figured out if I could find something I liked or loved within it, um, then it really opened things up to flow way more easily and to do much better. Um, I also used the strategy as well when I did um, doctoral statistics um, for my PhD. There was this one really hard statistics class. It was the it was the last in the series. It was considered like the hardest one and I swear I didn't know what was going on a lot of the time but I thought okay what if I really try to make myself love it like really try to find things I love in this just find a way <laughs> and what I did was I came up with some scenarios of things that I could apply and just I try to figure out different equations that I, I could enjoy or, or like it didn't matter. And there was some convincing of myself that happened. But my point is, when we can bring the energy of love to things, it opens us up. And it's very powerful in terms of manifestation and creativity. Um, like with my papers, I would, or my tests, like when I was studying, I would put like 100% or A plus or great job, like when I was studying. And then I try to focus on things that I loved. And it really did shift it. But if I came from the perspective of, oh my gosh, I have to pass this. Oh my gosh, this or that. Like, and it being afraid. Well, a little bit of anxieties can be helpful, but it would just shut you down and, and cause problems. And um, actually just to that point, I'll just, and this is not to brag. It's just to sort of support what I'm trying to say here. Um, I ended up getting, I think it was like highest grades on the, statistics tests I remember I got like really high grades and most people were doing very badly and I just remember thinking it was strange that I was getting good grades because 
a lot of it was still over my head. But um, I remember thinking, wow, finding stuff that I love in this or I can decide I like um, is very powerful. And then these exercises of, you know, saying to myself, good job, you did it 100% or, you know, A, whatever, um, it made a difference. So coming from love instead of fear. Um, so that is another way to get out of the victim stage. So what does the victim stage ultimately mean? What I mean by this, I think in a bigger picture way, is that when we're trying to create good stuff into our life, when we're trying to create something new that we're wanting, um, it is more effective to be open to a larger perspective. Um, try to focus on love. Try to focus on something bigger than yourself. Try to focus on a cause. But if you're just focused on you and you getting ahead and making sure you get what you want, I mean, it can motivate you for a bit, but ultimately it causes a lot of angst and unhappiness and is not a very powerful energy for attracting and manifesting things that you're wanting. Okay. Well, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out um, and have a wonderful week. Lots of love to all of you. See you all later. Thank you for listening to Happiness Learned. Dr. Sarah will be back next week with more of her teachings designed to help you live the life you have always wanted. Visit Dr. Sarah at www.drsarahspower.com. See you next week.